Welcome to the Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. Welcome to Keys of the Kingdom. I'm Brother Gregory, and I had trouble logging into the station. <laughs> so anyway, you just have to be patient with me, and eventually I get around to it. Um, the uh, Still getting all my buttons pressed here now that they finally connected me. But uh, this morning we talked about the, the idea of commonwealth, and, uh, and there's this whole uh, liberal... Uh, agenda to move all of society in a particular direction. It didn't just start in the last decade or the last two or three decades. It's been ongoing. Actually, you could take this type of uh, uh, progressivism all the way back to the days of Rome. You could take it back to the days of Samuel. You could take it back to the days of the prophets because they were all dealing with this same idea of progressivism of looking to men who exercise authority one over the other to fight their battles or provide their social welfare or what have you. And uh, I was just uh, on uh, Facebook earlier, just off my phone, and a Bible nerd group or whatever, and somebody was talking about what Jesus did for us. And he, he saved us as uh, we not only are uh, no longer subject to sin, that we aren't subject to guilt, and we aren't subject to, uh, you know, all these things that go along with sin, that we're all relieved of that. And, you know, the, it's the born-again talk where everybody thinks they're born again, they can't lose their salvation, and they're saved by Jesus Christ. They really believe that. But these are often... I can't say always, but these are often the people that Jesus talked about that say, Lord, Lord, say they do great things, praise him no end, but are actually workers of iniquity, and he doesn't know them, and they don't know him. Now, it doesn't mean that God doesn't love them, but, you know, you can, you can uh, what was it, Falcone, uh, you know, loved his son, but his son was treacherous and uh, caused the death of other people because of his selfishness. And uh, Falcone, uh, because the son caused the death of others, he terminated his son. Now, it's an Edgar Allan Poe story, but uh, the reality is is that uh, the father loves you, but he hates the deeds of the Nicolaitans. And if you're a Nicolaitan, he hates your deeds. And it's built into the system. We talked about it this morning. The wrath of God is the consequences of rejecting God. And we read several quotes about how people are not, uh, you know, in Proverbs 23 and even in Proverbs 1. Uh, and we can find the same uh, sentiment echoed in Jesus' own parables about the guy who comes to the wedding feast and he doesn't have the wedding garments on. And those garments are symbolic. They are metaphors for, you know, dressing in your garment is, is what you do. You're, you, it is 
It is what the way in which you clothe your representation to the world. Now, a lot of people will put on fine garments of linen and silk or what have you, or a really nice suit or whatever, and they will look sharp. But the garments that God's talking about is the virtuous garments that you put on and, and are not just put on, but are woven in you and in your heart and in your mind. And if you don't have those garments on, you will be cast out. You will be cast out in utter darkness. And it isn't because God is vindictive, but it's just not allowed. I mean, Satan's not allowed back in as long as Satan is going to be Satan. And Satan pretty much has decided his fate. Now, I don't know if Satan could ever repent. (laughs) I know that you cannot be forgiven... Blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. So, what does that mean? That that doesn't mean that if you say one time a blasphemous statement against the Holy Spirit, then you're out. It means that uh, that you're blaspheming the Holy Spirit right now if you're not willing to listen to the Holy Spirit. And if you listen to the Holy Spirit, you will know the answer to many of the questions that people ask me. But that doesn't mean we can't, that we can't have the conversation to find out, you know, that, that speaking conversation. But ultimately, it's that relationship with God. And, and what I wrote back to them, uh, I have put on a webpage, people don't realize that uh, we are spiritual beings. In a fleshly body, in a fleshly community, I've added to our page on community, uh, to our page on community types, and uh, to our page on communion. Yeah, because I, I had that conversation with somebody who was talking about community and this community and that community and the, the Christian community. Well, what is the Christian community? What is the community at all? Uh, community, generally speaking, has a communion, a sharing of bread, a sharing of life, uh, a sharing of the necessities of society. And, of course, the world has such a sharing, but they share by the exercising authority of men who rule over you. They will serve you dainties. They will serve you free bread. They will serve you welfare. They will give you EBT cards. They will give you Social Security. They will give you all sorts of welfares. But... Uh, They do it by taking away from others or borrowing against the future. Both of which are forbidden in what we call the Ten Commandments. The Ten Statements of God describing what it means to be a follower of God. If you're, if you're still engaged in covetous practices, if you're, if you're dependent upon men who exercise authority to borrow against the future of your children so that you can have comfort today, if you're making covenants with men, giving them the power to decide good and evil for you, if you are worshiping men, worshiping has to do with serving men, when you were serving the Pharaoh, that was considered a form of worship, to bow down and serve the Pharaoh. Now, you had to do it based on a contract, but of course, if we go back to the first few of those commandments, it covers that you're not supposed to make that contract. Of course, they had no choice but to make that contract because 
the wrath of God arrived in the form of a famine that they could have been prepared for and they would have been prepared for had they not sold their brother into bondage. Who who is out there in the world today can say that they are not willing to put their brother into bondage. The The people that are pushing this idea of progressive socialism out there in, in the world are the very voices that you say, oh, well, we don't like George Washington because he was a slave owner or Thomas Jefferson because he was a slave owner or all these guys because they were slave owners. But they themselves are absolutely willing to enslave their neighbor to provide them with the benefits of their community that they want. They want a free fire department. They want a free police force. They want uh, they want rulers who can exercise authority. They want a mercenary army that is there not because they love you, but because they get paid. How many people in the military would leave the military if they weren't getting paid? And how many of the people would voluntarily send money to their platoon or battalions or whatever to maintain them in the case of a need for war. I can tell you this, we would not be all over the world being a police force for the world, but we could still have an army that would be invincible, that would literally be invincible. You could not destroy it. They say, well, they could send over nuclear weapons and destroy us. Why? We're not over there. They don't need... And if they sent nuclear weapons here and killed us, they would make the place uninhabitable. The fact is there are weaponry out there today that has been worked on that could stop all advancement of Russian troops into the Ukraine without destroying the tanks, without killing millions of people, without blowing up the buildings. They've developed that technology. It exists. People who have worked on it uh, have said it out loud. They have that. And they actually say that, you know, many of these things you could produce yourself simply by ordering the materials on eBay. <laughs> Meanwhile, you see people in the Ukraine uh, building Molotov cocktails with beer bottles, which is, you know, I'm not... If that's what you want to do, go ahead. But the reality is, this is all a show. The Ukraine is all a show. They could have stopped this. It would have never happened. They would have never had uh, Russia moving into the Ukraine because uh, they would have had no excuse to do it. All you had to do is be a little bit more Christian in your politics. But they're not Christian in their politics because you're not Christians at home. All you had to do was say, okay... We're going to keep Ukraine neutral. We're not going to bring in armaments and arm uh, private armies through Burisma, which is what they were doing with that billion dollars that uh, was sent over there by uh, Obama and uh, and uh, Biden. That's actually the facts. They, they, they were going to send that billion dollars over, and some of it was going to go through places like Burisma and other uh, oligarchs that would fund a private army that would keep thousands of people died in these unreported skirmishes in the east they weren't constant they weren't all the time but they were they were keeping unrest going there since the Crimea and the Crimea came about partly because of that now 
Undoubtedly, the Russians are there in the Ukraine to seize the oil fields or at least keep the Ukraine from pumping oil that would bring down their own economy because it would become competitive to them because they are entirely dependent upon minerals and and oil production. They, they don't have a free economy. But they don't have a free economy in the Ukraine either. Which is why with all the natural resources that they have in the Ukraine, it is the poorest country in Europe. All this is planned by people who care more about themselves than they do their neighbor. And and the oligarchs are a part of that. And the people who work for the oligarchs are a part of that. And the people of the Ukraine can't overcome that because they don't know the gospel of the kingdom. They know the gospel of the Eastern Orthodox churches, just like you know the gospel of the Protestants and Catholics and and Seventh-day Adventists and the, all these other religions of men established by men. I added to our page on Constantine. I added to our page on Ambrose. So you can understand that there is the church established by Jesus Christ and there is a church established by men like Constantine and Ambrose and Martin Luther and all the rest of them. I'm not condemning all these guys. I'm just going to show you the distinctive difference between the church established by Christ and all the other churches established by men. Because the church established by Christ only has the doctrines of Christ. It doesn't have the doctrines of Paul. You know, before I come on the air, there's a program that is kind of bad-mouthing Paul, and Paul's not a real apostle, and he's full of apostasy and everything. And we've talked about, Paul was telling you about things hard to understand. They're not hard to understand if you understand what Judaism was supposed to be. If you think Judaism is what the Pharisees said it was, then you're not going to understand Paul. Even though Paul had been a Pharisee. But he realized all the stuff that the Pharisees were saying was dung. And he said so. What was the Pharisees saying that were dung? Oh, that you pile up rocks and kill sheep and set them on fire. And this makes God happy. That's dung. That's garbage. There's nowhere in the Bible that it tells you to do that. To set sheep on fire and burn them up. So that the smoke becomes a sweet savor. That's not actually what it says if you read the Hebrew. And the Essenes who read the Hebrew, and many other groups and sects who read the Hebrew, knew that that's not what they were talking about. They were not talking about piling up dead stones, killing sheep, and burning dead sheep up on piles of dead stones. Those are all metaphors, and and the sacrifice and the altars had nothing to do with that. It was with social systems that bound the community together with love and charity. You don't find the word charity anywhere in the Old Testament. Did God just invent charity when Jesus came along? Nonsense. The thing is, is that the present day Bible was translated by men... For the Pope and etc. Uh, actually, it wasn't even translated in English, but it was put together, uh, you know, the Masoretic text, by men who believed that Pharisees had it right. It wasn't put together by men that believed that the Pharisees had it wrong. 
So the, the metaphors are still there. And if you had the Holy Spirit in you, you would know. Why on earth? You know, you could find intellectuals. Uh, I can't remember their names right offhand. <laughs> Just, I, I picture their faces. See, I see people, uh, and, uh, who they are. I see the, the spirit that comes through them, through their eyes, through their face, through what they do, the way they move, the spirit that comes out of them. That's the way I see people. I have to go over to another part of my brain <laughs> and, and run through the Rolodex and find out what was their name. <laughs> if somebody said it, it, it will trigger it and I will know it. But I know it's not the name that is the person. It's the spirit that gives that person life. But sometimes the name, the title that you put on a person, that kills them. The, the, the pride that you hope foist on them, the the accolades, the rewards that you foist on their egos is destructive. But the spirit that gives us life. And the if you blot out part of the Holy Spirit, the messages of the Holy Spirit that is sending every one of you right now and every moment of every day, the Holy Spirit is talking to you because you're in the universe. And the Holy Spirit is in the universe. Admittedly, from another dimension, <laughs> we, we call heaven, but it's still there. And it, that dimension is here next to this dimension, just in another dimension. I mean, there's light all around you, even in a dark room. You can't see it because you only see a certain range of light. But it's there. I mean, your body is giving off light everywhere. Because it's alive. Even when it's dead, the bacteria that's in your body eating it away and decay <laughs> will be giving off light. But not at a frequency you can probably see. You know, but if you, you know, it's like blood. You know, detectives do this. Where somebody, you know, there's a murder takes place and the guy scrubs up so that uh, you don't see any of the blood. And he washes everything. But you come in with the right light. And, and, and another little chemical, and it will show that there was blood here before. Even just minor traces of it will show. It's, it's, it's already giving off light, but then when they mix it, all light is, is the reflection of energy. You know, we have light going through the room, and I can look across the room, and I can see that book is green, and that book, book is red, and that book is, uh, brown, and that book is some sort of off color. <laughs> but anyway, they're not that color. That's the color of the light coming from above that's hitting them and absorbing all the frequencies except for the light that comes back to me. And so I see the red book because that particular cover does not absorb red. It reflects red. <laughs> And I can see in that uh, spectrum of, you know, the rainbows, the, the, the colors that we see. When you see a rainbow there, it's actually many, many colors. But you only see colors that are within your viewable range. It's the same thing with the Spirit. The Spirit is all around you, all the time. It is next to you. It, it, it wants to be inside you. But if you reject that spirit, then 
you will not see that spirit. You will not experience that spirit. So what do you do that rejects that spirit? And why would you reject that Holy Spirit? See, what most people are doing in these churches is they're creating an emotional experience and they're saying that the emotional experience is the Holy Spirit. Well, if it was the Holy Spirit, then they would know the truth. They would look at the news on the Ukraine. I heard, uh, I shared with the ministers of the network today a video uh, and uh, an audio, a podcast, because the whole video was not on YouTube. They didn't put it on YouTube because they figured they'd be censored and it would it would affect their account. So they put part of the video on YouTube. And it was very interesting talk. It was uh, Glenn Beck and Robert Malone talking. And they talked for an hour and a half or so, something like that. And But they only put about 11 minutes on YouTube. But I sent them the links so they could hear the rest of the audio, which is on a podcast that is not YouTube. And I even numbered when he talked about certain topics. And so if you have a minister... You can say, we heard that Brother Gregory shared with you a video and an audio. (laughs) And you can get it from them. But I'm not even going to put it on our network. At least I'm not. Uh, The ministers can share it with the local groups, Texas, whatever, however they want to do it. But uh, that's the reason why is we have to develop the circulation of the Spirit of God through the circulation of our information and the word. And that's, of course, when Jesus breathed on the apostles and said, receive the Holy Spirit, was it actually in the air coming out of his lungs? Was that what he was actually imparting to them? Was that the important thing that he was giving? They're going to breathe in some of the air that was in him. Malone, in the section that I, I wanted to share with them, which was on this idea of shedding, he mentions exosomes. That we breathe out exosomes all the time. And they are what they call aerosol because you breathe them out. Well, exosomes are filled with mRNA information that your body may generate. And that body may generate exosome information and put it in in, in those exosomes Because you got the jab. But it also may generate the solution. If you got the jab. The the antibody. You you can breathe out antibodies. I was saying this from the beginning. Most people don't realize that. That somebody in your family gets sick. A flu. Whatever it is. Now some people say. Oh flus don't exist. It's only because of. You know your body. And to some degree you're right. But. Exosomes exist. Exosomes have mRNA code in them. Your body uses it to communicate all over your body. It's a common thing. Billions of exosomes are are produced. And your body, it's a way in which your cells, which are billions of individual cells, communicate with each other. That's one of the ways. They communicate in a number of ways. Some of the ways in which the cells in your body communicate are in the quantum. But I don't expect you to believe that. And I can't prove that. But that that's just, that's part of the universe. That's part of the creation of God. This communication, very important to the whole aspect of God's creation. That's why 
we also communicate by speaking. We also communicate by touch and feel. We also communicate by our actions, you know, with our eyes. Uh, there's all kinds of ways in which we communicate. Well, your cells have lots of different ways of communicating. Chemically, they communicate. Vibratorily, they communicate. Uh, and with exosomes, they have a mail system. It's the cellular postal system. <laughs> well, you can actually mail some of those information, some of those uh, mRNA strings to your wife or to your husband or to your children. And you do it all the time. Breastfeeding woman, she's sending all kinds of information to her child. She's a cornucopia of information for that child's body. When the, she, the child is in the womb, she's communicating. She can sing songs with her voice, but she can sing songs with her attitude, the spirit that dwelleth in her. All these things are going on all the time. We miss most of the beauty that is all around us because we do not see things in the spirit. We only see things with our eyeballs or with our ears. And getting closer to the spirit allows you to see more and more things. It also allows the Holy Spirit to follow you with greater and greater presence. So that you will actually be protected by the Holy Spirit. And, and the, well, I'll just leave it at that. How he protects it, we'll leave that a mystery for now. Get into a congregation, meet sometime at it, like the Burning Bush Festival. We'd like to have festivals out here four, five, six times a year, maybe more. But we're gonna need more help. We're going to have to have people sit down in the tens, fifties, hundreds, and thousands, start working as a team, and start supporting this ministry. And and I had some very serious and, and, and important, I mean, I was laughing all the time, you know me, I'm always making a joke out of everything. I'm happy. <laughs> I have nothing, and I'm happy. <laughs> but I am Klaus Schwab's worst nightmare. Because I want you to have stuff, but not have your stuff have you. I don't mind you having emotions. I think emotions are great. Great form of communication. But the problem is, most of you out there in the world, I don't know about most of the people that have been listening, it's not that you have emotions, it's that your emotions have you. Go look at the, look up Karen on YouTube. <laughs> They've ruined that name. That's cruel thing to do but uh, I'm sure a lot of Karens aren't Karens as the metaphor goes but their emotions have them they're out of control but then Hitler was out of control the the KGB was out of control the a lot of people are out of control emotions uh, vanity it can all put you out of control You have to submit to the control of the Holy Spirit in every moment of your life. Because the Holy Spirit wants to give you choice. That is in the message of God. Giving you the tree of knowledge and the tree of uh, life. The knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. You know what is good and evil by the tree of life. Not by the tree of knowledge. The tree of knowledge will deceive you. And will lead you 
in the wrong direction and create uh, fear and guilt and you'll be hiding from the light like Adam and Eve if you eat of the tree of knowledge. You can have knowledge, but that's not the source of what you know is good and evil. It's, it's a tree of knowledge and it's only of good and evil if you use it to know what is good and evil. If you use the tree of life, you'll know what is good and evil, but you'll be right. <laughs> so, and if you reject the tree of life, you d- reject the Holy Spirit. If you don't listen to the advice that it is giving you, you blaspheme. If you start listening, then you're no longer blaspheming so that you can be forgiven because you're in a new moment. So anyway, we talked about that. We talked about what a commonwealth is and, and a commonwealth can be a state. Or it could be a community. But why is it important to be a commonwealth as a state? And, and there was only four states that ever called themselves a commonwealth. Uh, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, Massachusetts, and Virginia. Uh, but and to some degree, the United States is a commonwealth of states. Of some degree. In some way. Mostly in name only, but... And the reality is because of the the rise of federalism through the use of the Constitution and the contract clause of the Constitution and the fact that people have uh, engaged in covetous practices through the United States federal government where they are absolutely willing and comfortable to take away from their neighbors so that they can, their neighbors so that they can have more free stuff changes the whole dynamic of their relationship with government. It also changes the dynamic of your relationship with God. Because that's what Jesus was telling you in the doctrines of Jesus Christ. That you as a community of Christians and the apostles and the ministers of that community, the servants of that community, who are not actually servants of the people, They're actually servants of Christ. Servants, hopefully, of the Holy Spirit. Christ is the anointing. There's Jesus, who was the Christ, the anointed. And he came to anoint us to follow his way. And the ministers should be the servants of the people. So the people don't have to go to the men who exercise authority and bow down and serve them. If you have to bow down and serve them, you know, work every day and a portion of your labor goes to them. See, everybody, you know, if you work from, uh, trying to think of what would the hours be, 8 to (laughs) 4. Let's say 8 to 5 and you get an hour off for lunch. Until 12 o'clock... My dad used to work for the government. <laughs> At one o'clock, he started working for himself. He, he used the, you know, till July 1st, he was working for the government. After that, he was working for himself. Now, he told me that 50, 60, 60 some years ago, almost 65 years ago, he told me that. <laughs> And I said, that's a Kodak moment. I didn't say that then, but that's what I call it. There was a message in that. Because you're all back in the bondage of Egypt. It isn't because of FDR, although FDR did things to facilitate that. 
It isn't because of uh, Truman or uh, trying to think of all the presidents there. That, that it certainly wasn't uh, Calvin Coolidge, <laughs> but uh, uh, Federal Reserve. All these things, uh, the guys who brought in a lot of these changes. I mean, you could blame Teddy Roosevelt because Teddy Roosevelt split the vote by running with the Bull Moose Party that got the least desired guy into office. And that's that's what happens when you end up with a democracy instead of a republic. Because that, the people have been moving away from the republic because they've been moving away from the responsibilities of the republic. So... Now a lot of people are waking up and seeing, yeah, we are in bondage. Yeah, we are slaves. And this, and the, the system, I felt the whip of the taskmaster yesterday. I want to do something about it. And so there's gurus out there everywhere. Uh, guys who think they're anointed with knowledge. And they're going to show you how to get out of the system. Well, follow the rabbit. <laughs> I have a, we have a YouTube deal. If you go to His Holy Church YouTube and look up Follow the Rabbit or go to PreparingYou.com. That's even better. Go to PreparingYou.com and search for Follow the Rabbit. Uh, actually, I think you can put in Follow the White Rabbit. Either one will go to the same page. And I have a video on there that I made years ago explaining this. And it got saved somewhere. I mean, I have it in the original videos in our regular audios. And, uh, but I, I put it to a video that was a cartoon. It was something we were experimenting with. And so it's at twice the speed. So I sound like, you know, a squeaky voice. But it tells you, you can't get out. But there's all kinds of links on the page at Preparing You that will uh, show you that all these gurus that are telling you all this stuff they're missing an important element. They're going to send you out to sea in a rowboat without a paddle, without oars, and without control. Moses came and actually set people free. Not one person at a time. He didn't come and say, rescind your contracts with Egypt. He showed you what to do to not only end up having Egypt rescind the contract, which is the only way you can really do it because it's a debt contract. You can't rescind it unless you pay the debt. You can't even calculate the debt. But Pharaoh can rescind it, and eventually he will. It will be really nasty time when he does. But when he does, if you haven't already started doing what Moses was teaching, if you haven't already started doing what Jesus Christ was teaching, if you haven't already started doing even what Paul was teaching, because Paul preached Christ first, you will not be able to separate yourself from the system without dying. (laughs) Go ahead and shut it. You go ahead and shut it. Just shut it real quick. I forgot to shut the doors to the office and people are coming in and I'm sitting in here ranting and raving. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, th- these are human things that actually happen here. Uh, but if you don't learn the ways of Christ, you're not going to make it. Now, the guys who are looking at common law and affidavits, I, I talked about this a little bit on the morning program. 
and all those programs will be sent out in nine days, this one and the others, so that you can listen to them. And they're all up in archives. And I talked about a lot of these things. You can go to our audio section or just I'm preparing you anywhere and pick verses and then, you know, statements or clauses or phrases and it will undoubtedly some audio will show up in your choices and you can go there and listen to the audio. You can look us up on Keys of the Kingdom uh, on any podcast uh, outfit that you want to listen to and there's usually at least 30 shows that are up there. And we explain this, but now we also have and, and been building and building for years and years and decades now this article after article with links to other article after article to try to help you learn this. But the fundamentals is is that you have, the reason you're in this predicament, the reason they're making people wear masks everywhere and forcing people to get a jab or taking away uh, their job. Oh, I just got a message from somebody because I put Telegram on and uh, it was part of what I talked about this morning. I I don't get a break here and I cannot read this and talk to you. But he's in another country. And uh, uh, if he sends me a a five-word message, I will quote it. (laughs) But I can't read five lines or six lines while I'm talking or else they'll be very quiet here for a while. Uh, I, I probably used to be able to do that, but I guess I'm getting old. But anyway, he may be listening now, and maybe that's why he sent it, but it, he did see something. Uh, he still, oh, he wants to have a conversation where I can talk to him for 10, 15 minutes or so. And we might be able to do that. Uh, maybe he doesn't even know I'm on the air right now. <laughs> but uh, anyway, but uh, what I'd like to do is start bringing guests on the show. Or start creating podcasts at almost any time of the day and just releasing them. Uh, I can also do this with YouTubes where we we can put things together with YouTubes and send them up so we can answer questions directly. All the articles, all the books, all the audios that we have out there are me trying to answer questions based on the leading of the Holy Spirit that I have experienced in my life. And I want you to go out and answer questions for other people, but I don't want you to parrot what I said. I talked about that this morning. I want you to be listening to Holy Spirit. So how do you get the Holy Spirit to speak loud enough to you that you can hear? You can't make the Holy Spirit turn up its volume, but you can turn down your volume. <laughs> you can you can be still and know. And listen to that still small voice. So that's that's what the advice was in the Old Testament. That's actually the advice of Jesus Christ. And and our, the page on meditation starts to show you how you can start that process of learning to be still. And one of the ways to do that is to be aware of the moment, yourself in the moment. And then you will see all the noisemakers that have already gotten inside you. All those progressive socialist spirits that have entered into you and are clanking away to silence the Holy Spirit. And you saw that played out when Jordan Peterson and a lot of other people, uh, Dave Rubin and all these guys tried to speak. Now, those men were not necessarily speaking from the Holy Spirit, but they had some truth to a lot of the things that they said. Some truth. 
Anybody can have some truth. That's really great to have some truth. But it also will get you killed. It will get you out to sea in a rowboat or with a life vest without a paddle. (laughs) You don't want to do that. You want to get on the rock. You want to get on dry land. You want to have the whole truth. And you can't hold the whole truth. You can't put it in a bottle. You can't put it in a book. You can't put it in audio. The whole truth is over there in that tree of life. And that is your attachment to the singularity of truth. And you have to cultivate that. In order to do it, you have to see the truth about you before God will reveal the truth about other people. All those people I mentioned have seen some truth about themselves. Jordan Peterson has. You can see in his life he struggled. That uh, Anomaly has. Uh, I mean, Dave Rubin has. But all those people have some things they have not seen. Because they're still on the journey. And the thing about being on a journey is you can dawdle away (laughs) in one place. You can backtrack And you can still get off the track because you're still on the journey. And every one of us are on that journey. And that's why we should be in a community. So that our community can say, you know, you look like you're off the track. (laughs) You're going the wrong way. And then we listen and we say, okay, well, maybe you got a point here. Let me think about this. Let me pray about this. Let me meditate upon this. And then you struggle with it. And maybe you see, you know, he's right. Or maybe you see he's not right. Who knows? Maybe he's off the track. But Jordan Peterson got himself in serious, serious problems. Because he doesn't see the problem of chemical repair of emotional and psychological states. And so he took uh, pharmaceuticals to help him out with stress. Same as people who chew tobacco or smoke cigarettes or drink alcohol or snort cocaine or whatever it is that people do to deal with stress or overeat or whatever it is. He was still doing it. Dave Rubin certainly has his problems. Ben Shapiro certainly has their problems. But they just got close to some truths that the left did not like. They just got close to them. They just mentioned them in categories. They weren't really they weren't really Christ men of Christ. They may have known what they knew because of some anointing, some revelation. But that's their individual journey. They're certainly not there. Paul wasn't there at the beginning. Paul was actually fighting against the truth. He couldn't see it. But somehow or other. He he was shown what he did not see and then he had to throw all the pharisaical stuff out. Because the pharisaical stuff at that time was wrong. They weren't righteous. They were self-righteous. They had moved from righteous to self-righteous. And many of the people that had been Pharisees during this process, even when John the Baptist was a boy, uh, uh, even when John the Baptist was still in the womb, they were battling it out with a what was becoming a majority of unrighteous, self-righteous Pharisees in power. Seeking more and more power. Well, why, why was that going on? Well, one of the reasons why is they had allowed the Sanhedrin to become a 
a congregation of power, a legislative power. And that was never intended by Moses. They were never meant to legislate. Because there's only one lawgiver, and it isn't the Sanhedrin. Sanhedrin had a complete... So they they altered slightly the purpose of the Sanhedrin until it became a legislator making laws for the people. And if if the people were not a party to the Constitution, then the legislature of the federal government never had the power to really make laws for the people. Because the Supreme Court ruled that they were not a party. Now, that was an older ruling, and they may be parties now, but they became parties because they signed up for the Corbin of the United States. If you don't know what that means, look up Corbin at Preparing You. And that altered their relationship. So anyway, going back here to look at what uh, is, is taking place, we have to look at it as if it is our fault. But what of the common law? What of the legal system? What of things like affidavits? You have to be careful of the word affidavits. <laughs> there's, a, there's a problem with the word affidavit. And, uh, and because an affidavit is a sworn testimony. And so then we have to say, who gets to judge whether this affidavit is true or not or false? You know, this is why, you know, they always say under penalty of perjury. When you say under penalty of perjury down there, you just gave jurisdiction to the equity courts to decide whether or not you're telling the truth. You just submitted to us a jurisdiction that decides that. So there's a lot of little words that you want to avoid, but if I listed off all of them, and I've, I've talked about many of them over the years, and they're all in there in the thousands of hours of audios that we make available. And the fact is, is, you can listen to these when you're driving. You can listen to them all the time. People pick up stuff all the time. But the key thing is, is to plug into that Holy Spirit, that tree of life. And you do that by giving and forgiving. Giving and forgiving. And the reason you have to give and forgive is you have to love your neighbor as yourself. You even have to love your enemy as yourself. You have to say, there but by the grace of God, I might be a Democrat. <laughs> now, I admit, a lot. Of, I don't want to pick on Democrats because I, I just compared Democrats and Republicans this morning as Tweedledum and Tweedledee. They're really both the same side. And uh, the only thing that brings them together is the black crow. If, if you want to know, you have to go back and listen to the original recording. And, uh, you, you know, you find out who I um, correlated with the black crow today. There's always been a black crow that comes in and causes Tweedledum and Tweedledee to unite. But uh, the fact is, is they're, they're selfish little sons of a gun. And... Uh, they will not lead you to salvation. Uh, Moses gave up, sacrificed to lead people to liberty. He became impatient at times. Christ showed remarkable patience. And he led people by sacrifice. He didn't come to save himself. He came that you might be saved. You're not saved because you tell me you believe in Christ. 
You're only saved if you actually believe and follow the ways of Christ. If you're not following the ways of Jesus Christ, you're not really a Christian of Christ. You're, you may call yourself a Christian, but all the people that followed Constantine and Ambrose called themselves Christians too. They weren't really Christians. Not followers of Christ. They were followers of Constantine. Followers of Ambrose. Followers of a lot of these other guys that came along afterwards. And they certainly weren't doing what Christ said. They were doing the opposite. All the people at Milan who got baptized... Well, I shouldn't say none of them repented, but the reality is that wasn't a requirement in the Edict of Milan that you repent and get baptized. Just get baptized. And one of the enticements for that, besides the command of Constantine, was the equivalent of hundreds of millions of dollars in property and silver and what have you. That was given to the church that Constantine was establishing. But that wasn't Christ church. That wasn't preaching the doctrines of men. And go read our pages on it and you'll see. Just I just briefly put some of the obvious evidence. There's a lot more evidence <laughs> that I put on those pages. But, you know, it's like the book Covenants of the Gods. When I first wrote that, it was over 700 pages long. It could have been over 140 pages long. Well, that's nobody's going to read that. But, so I reduced it down. I was led to reduce it down to 144 pages. And if you can't figure it out in 144 pages that you have sold your rights for benefits, for the wages of unrighteousness, your parents did before you. Your parents have eaten sour grapes, eaten grapes before they were ripe, and turned your teeth on edge. There's a prophecy in the Old Testament that you can reverse that process that turns your teeth on edge. But you can only do it if you actually follow, become a doer of the word and follow the ways of Christ. Gather together with the intention of caring about other people's freedom as much as your own. If you're just out to save yourself, how far do you think the Israelites would have got with that attitude? That isn't going to cut it. There's no band of brothers and save yourself. You want to be a survivalist, be willing to lay down your life for your fellow man. And not just those that love you. Christ said this. These are the secrets of the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But even for people you don't know, even for people you may not like. Now, this doesn't mean you just, you know, give the first idiot your life vest. You know, like it, what was a black stallion? Uh, the kid had a life vest and the, and the Arab guy who bought the, or was supposed to take care of, I guess, uh, the black stallion, uh, selfish guy. He stole the life vest from the boy, if I remember the movie. <laughs> but the boy survived because the horse saved him. Horse didn't save the bad guy, he only saved the good guy. Kind of that way with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> And uh, the good guy didn't know. He just was led to go with the horse, uh, not with the life vest. And so, so what's the solution? Each of you are going to have to find your own way. But yeah, there is a place for 
you know, uh, I won't say contracts, but contracts, actually there are contracts this way. You know, like if you, if your child is, you know, if you're, if your both parents are killed in an automobile accident or even just incapacitated in an automobile accident, they get you into the hospital and start injecting you and putting, you know, uh, ventilating you, etc. so that you, you can't take care of your children. Who's going to take care of your kids? Somebody's going to come and claim them and it'll probably be the state. But if you have an agreement already signed with a real community of people, a real commonwealth, not a socialist state. You have to go back and hear what I said about commonwealth. Then you have somebody who can come in and represent you and your interests, even though you can't speak, even if you were dead, and say, no, he's, they have already decided that this person gets the child. The courts will respect that. And if you go in with the Holy Spirit, they will literally... Literally, I've seen this. The judge will bow down and admit the power of the Holy Spirit is greater than him. You don't see judges doing that. I've seen judges doing that. So, yeah, seek the kingdom. Learn what it is to seek and live the kingdom. Live the gospel. Live the ways of Christ. And everything else will be provided for you. But, and, when they finally say that you can come out of Egypt, they finally say you can go, but you have to go. You will not only have a network and a people and a community that you can go with, a community that cares about you as much as you care about it, and vice versa. But, I believe that God will have a place for you to go and a way to get there. But that's what I believe. I don't want you to believe anything because I believe it. I want you to find out for yourself. I want you to find that Holy Spirit for yourself. So it's all about forgiveness, real love. The same word for love is the same word for charity in the Greek. They don't tell you that. Uh, so they do have a word for love in the Old Testament, but they don't have a word for charity. But when Jesus says the word, Paul says the word, they translate Paul's charity and Jesus' love. Same thing. And charity is giving, laying down a portion of your life, even all of your life if it comes to that, for your fellow man. And of course Christ did that, and that's what you have to do. Moses was willing to do that for most of the time. Occasionally he tried to exercise authority and force people, strike the rock. But no, we're not going to do that. I mean, I'm tempted to do that once in a while, but, you know, I, I've developed a huge sympathy for Moses. <laughs> and I will probably go to my grave sympathizing with Moses. Uh, but it's, the love of Christ you need in you that's going to make the difference. So, gather. Gather in free assemblies according to faith, hope, and charity. Get on the network. Preparing you. Get on the network. Find other congregations. Learn what a free society has to do to survive in a world that hates freedom. Because you're in it now. 
Until then, all I can do is say, peace on your house, and may God be with you. God bless. You have been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. For more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory, including services, counseling, lectures, books, and other audio materials, please write to His Church at Summer Lake, Box 10, Summer Lake, Oregon, 97640. You can also find us on the web at www.hisholychurch.net. Thank you.